electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Futures do reflect the impact of that hotter than expected May CPI, seven tenths on core, three eight year on year, fastest rate since '92. Nasdaq may start the day with a bit of a headwind, ten year one five two. Our roadmap begins with inflation watch. The internals a bit lopsided, reflecting prices of used cars and airline tickets. And, of course, we continue to watch the memes. Shares of GameStop sinking, as it says it may sell millions more shares. And its new chairman, Ryan Cohen, tells investors to buckle up. Plus, COVID, climate, and China on the agenda as the president meets with key U.S. allies. His first big moment on the world stage since taking office. Start with CPI, though. Uh, we're already digging into the internals. Used cars and trucks up 7.3. Airfares up 7, Jim. Uh, areas that are truly transitory or not? Uh, look, I think that when you take a look at Ford, for instance, which has where you have used cars, used trucks, David, that are actually like going through new prices because you can't get them. There's that's a semiconductor issue, but it's also a bit of a steel issue. Steel prices just keep going higher. And people think that Cleveland Cliffs is a meme stock. You kidding me? Cleveland Cliffs is a money machine, sells at five times earnings. So I think that there's a, a what's in a car, whether it be aluminum, uh, whether it be any of the chemicals, plastics. Uh, it, they're all a combination of transitory and also uh, bottleneck issues. Uh, I think that the Fed has to hope that the bottlenecks go away because uh, those can go away. And that will make it seem like it's not not so bad. The, right. bo- the bottlenecks, a lot of them are still from this the wipe out of the of URI. The plastics yes. and the ports just continue to be oh, the uh, delayed and uh, containers and we here. But it, it's a real problem. No, no, it's it, a real it, problem. It, it is. There's not enough containers. There's not enough. There's not enough truckers. We there are not enough people. OK, but why is that transitory? Well, because there really will be people when you, you stop making as much when you don't work. And also there's kind of a mismatch of people where uh People who know that they are able to be in such demand that they command a level that is just not realistic so that your business can't run. That's one of these big issues now. Yeah. This was actually the topic of a J.P. Morgan note earlier in the week. You know, relative to other G4 countries, the U.S. policy in COVID was to let labor flexibility happened and people right. got laid off in ways they didn't get laid off in Europe. Right. But we might win on the back end with productivity, better job matching, even though we, even though we have to scramble to churn and reposition. Right. I mean, look, a lot of people went on disability. You stuck with disability all the time, David. Yes, it's a did. real issue. It was Can I ask you to numbers. resurrect that? Well, no, it was it's, it was very large and was not and not necessarily counted. What are you looking at? 
What's that, like, vinyl flooring? What are you, what are you talking about? I've worn this jacket. Linoleum suit? It's wearing vinyl this is, flooring. See, this is what happens when we get closer together. No, he's got, we were, he, like, didn't see, he didn't see this close up when we were 20 like feet apart. Mohawk, you know, the stock Mohawk. And that is a beautiful suit. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. Okay. But Mohawk, he's got back? vinyl flooring. I'm sorry, I got, I got completely distracted. I can see that. Well, I was talking back, about you disability. You tweeted about uh, Terry Lundgren's suit. You're obsessed Terry Lundgren had a Zania suit. He looked really, really good. But David's got something that I've never seen before, but I know the price went up. Have you noticed, David, this commodity <laughs> price of that went up? My flooring. Is it fire resistant? <laughs> Um, you know, it's, it's not just about the core rate, by the way. Uh, we are watching food prices. Starbucks, Jim, we talked about Chipotle's price increase yesterday. Now Starbucks talking about shortages of some syrups and some cups. The cups are amazing. It's just like everybody seemed to have underestimated how much demand there really is, except for Boeing, which has a get an order for 100 planes. They still they still have a lot of planes left. There's the but, Starbucks thing. I mean, they're, they're running out of stuff in their stores. They don't have well, they cake switched pops, to paper. cup stoppers, mocha flavoring, as, as Carl said. Uh, uh, that's just transitory also. Well, they still got the triple on? vente cappuccino with skim wet. Is that, is that a demand issue or is that back to no, what we're talking no, about? The also, they, they cited chain. labor they're issues caught. at their suppliers as well. Yes, they're caught. Only PepsiCo has come through this so far without a lot of problems. Now, they, they have some problems. But not a lot. I keep going back to that Campbell's quarter where everything went wrong, right? Everything went wrong. And people didn't want pantry stocking anymore, but the prices went up for everything. Uh, it was just a, I don't know, it was a parade of horribles. Yes, Campbell's down a lot yesterday, the stock itself. Well, I mean, the, and the uh, CEO there is very good. It's but a nine-month low there for a moment. Before, isn't that something? Yeah. So I, the, on, on the data then, Jim, why, why are the pits yawning on, on this? I think that people are really buying into what Powell's saying. Uh, and by the way, when you go over that actual unemployment number on Friday, people aren't making those numbers say that people aren't making much more. I mean, those were not inflationary numbers. The wage numbers, the themselves, wage numbers. even though they were up, but not, up over, no, but, over 3%. But I think that they still not up enough to make it so that Powell's going to change his view. And I think that, I mean, I, I think what you're, you say is right. I mean, productivity, uh, disruptive technologies will make things up. Uh, there were, uh, there, Matt Boss has got something, I'm putting him on tonight, about the 20,000 stores that went under. But it did seem like that there were just too many stores anyway. Well, you were saying that. You were saying we were over-mauled for uh, years. We were so over-mauled. We're still over-mauled. We're over-mauled in the C malls, uh, in the B malls. Uh, David, there's, see, there's these malls. <laughs> they have stores. Man, from the suit to this. They stores. Are they, are they building? Well, I don't know. That's what's that from the floor and tile stores. That floor and decor you got that? Matthew Boskin is joining us. How do you get a suit in floor and decor? It's amazing. I can't. I, I don't even know where to begin with you today. Is that a lumber liquidator's, like, kind of like Filene's basement? There's you know? nothing wrong with this jacket. It's beautiful. Okay. Yeah, just, well, at stop. least you got jeans on. That's a step up. Now you got to out me on that. Well, that, that's cotton, at least. That's cotton. They're going to toss me. It's not polyvinyl. PVC. It's the stuff to make the pipes up. It's going through the roof. Let's talk about malls. Yes, PVC. <laughs> okay, where you would not find a nice suit like that. See, I'm no, a but Simon you. Property Stock and Federal Realty Stocks oh, are up because they make their... Pro- Uh-oh, you got trouble. <laughs> Guys, speaking of... Uh, this is worth you. Speaking of retail, uh, GameStop's going to be a big story today, Jim. You yep. had said yesterday, say as little as possible, and it kind of has how it They said went. even less yes. than little. Yes. I mean, their conference call, if they were all that short, all of us could be so smart. The conference call... David, don't... What, are you taking it personally? I'm, 
Do I ever take it personally? No, never. The conference call took about a second to read, and it was basically an introduction. They had the guy, the guy from Amazon Australia. Yes. Me, that's a good one. It's right on the Barbie with the, uh, with the game consoles. Uh, I found it was underwhelming, but that's exactly what it had to be. Because Ryan Cohen is keeping his cards close to his vest. They're going to sell another 5 million shares at the market, so that's not going to upset the Reddit people. They can absorb that very easily. The SEC is not even an investigation. It's an inquiry. We're fine there. General Sherman marched to the sea. It was George Sherman. Yes. Uh, and then he said goodbye. And so it was just a total non-event. It was the anti-Buffett event. I mean, they told you nothing. Uh, they have no. Maybe it's entirely possible they have nothing up their sleeves. Well, that's, except what, that's what we kind of wonder: Do they tell you nothing because they have nothing? Well, that would that be suboptimal. Yes, it would. But they do have. A, they're building out distribution centers. Don't know for what because we thought they were going digital. That's what I thought as well. Um, but the, the, I predict that's not the future. But what will happen is this: the Wall Street, Reddit memes people who truly despise me even more than there's other people in my life that we know. Um, they that which has improved. Uh, they have decided, without a doubt, that they're going to blitz this stock higher. And David and I were talking about something that we find very odd, which is that there's strikes, option strikes for 800. I mean, why? Pe- which is not far away. Not that far away. But people are speculating that that uh, that frankly that the buyers will come back. They're not speculating on what games are going to do. They're speculating that the buyers will be here. Well, the bull case that's being spun out today is it's a retail startup of sorts. Right. Uh, lots of cash, right. little to no debt. They're going to raise more cash. And half a dozen Amazon executives. I mean, how often do you get a situation like that? You, you typically don't. I mean, I think that, and when you look at the background, the CEO, the guy who also has some experience with Procter & Gamble, I mean, that's exactly what you want. So you've got very seasoned people who could turn this com- turn the company into what I wanted, which is a... Crypto, crypto, crypto four, four, four thousand five hundred crypto. Yes, crypto. Stores. You wanted to be a crypto something. Well, it didn't matter. It's crypto something. I know. And then you. That's been actually very a great upset name. That they weren't listening to your advice. This guy's six furlongs. He's going to win this thing by. His name is Furlong. Oh, Furlong. Oh, yes. yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, he's going six Got furlong. Got to call him. That's how much he wins. You by. are in fine form today, my yeah, friend. Yeah, this is well, good. This is really good. Viewers like it. it. They know. coming at it hot. They notice, too. Yeah. Really? They know when you're moody. You are. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love being with you guys. I'm gonna, I mean, by the way, on. I am going to make, I'm going to make a jacket like this for you. Because I think you David, David, I, it's highly flammable, and I don't want to even be near. I, I think David, there are these, there's a company coming public that where you can spray literally I, stuff on it that will make it so that it's less flammable. Okay, good to know. And there's company Chubb, by the way, that makes this, you know fire yes, extinguishers. I know Chubb. Wait, I, do you have a fire extinguisher with you for that? We there are insurer Chubb is our insurer. Yeah, but no, that's a different one. Oh, sorry. I just make sure you have that's fire. Right, that's you know, right. health and safety in that safety first. Am I in, ta- in danger being this close versus the old days? <laughs> I could grow up at any moment. It's true. Yeah. This is beautiful fabric. Will you stop it's it? Not, first of all, it's not even fabric. Jim mentions Gensler, who was on the exchange yesterday. Really great discussion about payment for order flow and the way in which the SEC is going to get a little more aggressive. He did talk about meme stocks. Here's what he said. You have to watch out for investors. And so these behavioral prompts that are being put on uh, our mobile ops, apps to trade, is that really the best thing? So uh, we're going to take a t- close look at what's called gamification, all these little prompts and these, these encouragements to trade. Uh, and uh, 
uh, how do we protect investors in, the, in this new regime? So a lot of this is we're going to take a look. He keeps right. saying that in that sort of framework. Well, I mean, he did just take over. Uh, I think that when he says that, I think he's saying, I want to know whether there's pump and dump. Uh, because that's actually illegal. It is not illegal, by the way, to say you love Wendy's. It's illegal to say, I love Wendy's. It's fantastic. It's the greatest. After you bought a position and then you dump it into the crowd. That's illegal. And I think he wants to know whether that's going on. That makes sense to find that out because that's what people are really worried about is pumping up. He's got a lot on his plate. He does? Yeah, between sort of more regulation of SPACs, between continuing to take a look at Arcagos, by the way, and the total return swap market, right. the lack of transparency And, and will there. he look at this Tether Memes outfit? It's the uh, social media and Bitcoin and crypto. He's got a lot to deal with. Wow. Right? No, he's got... I mean, I, I had Tim Masson on last night who was the oh, yeah. Commodity Futures Trading Commission. Yeah. Who knows? Does, is it CFTC that should be looking at crypto? Should well, right, they have. Crypto? They do have certain. Andrew made a great point to say as soon as it's allowed in the 401k, well, it, I mean, the Labor Department's even interested in that. So this thing's going to get hotter and hotter. I think you should stay away from it. Because I'm flammable. Exactly. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Uh, take a look at futures. Uh, equities, at least, have not been uh, unnerved by the CPI data, which did run hot. Lots of calls today. Fastly, Lordstown, ServiceNow. We'll talk some RH, United Airlines. Jim's got thoughts on Keystone. We're back in a minute. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Uh, largest beef supplier in the world, JBS, reportedly pl- uh, paying the ransomware hackers who breached its computer networks about $11 million. Uh, we've been learning more and more, Jim, about how you managed to claw back some of the money you've gotten or how much you paid in the first place. Well, one of the things that uh, I had George Kurtz on last night, he, he's CEO of, of CrowdStrike, and he was saying, look, you have to understand, this is ransomware as, as a service. I mean, they're literally, he's really talking about that the companies that are doing this, and he calls them companies, they're all over the place. They're hitting all these guys. And I thought this was really interesting. He says they're so sophisticated, they even have HR departments, the ransom attackers. Really? Yeah, he says they have HR departments. I said, well, that's, that's pretty far gone. He goes, well, look, you don't understand. These are big companies. They, they go after companies typically that have not upgraded 
from Microsoft 95 mm-hmm. or Microsoft, older Microsoft. They try to find who has that. They don't go after the ones that have a Palo Alto or a CrowdStrike. And they just target the guys who just haven't updated or so spent the money. resumes at Evil Corp or whatever they call themselves. Well, they do it. If they you want eight, a job at Evil Corp, you better actually co- have the right kind of software service. experience. Well, you know what floor they're on? They're on the 13th floor of the Empire, Empire State Building, right along with Thrush. No, but he was absolutely adamant that these companies are sophisticated. They recruit. They have HR. And they go after old Microsoft. And if they find it, they go. This is what George Kurtz of CrowdStrike told Jim last night. The adversaries are are taking a page out of nation state actors. They're actually getting in. They're staging their ransomware. They're deploying it using things like Microsoft technology to actually deploy it, which is just normal systems management uh, software, activating it and then creating a a ransom for the, uh, the company. So it's become a big game hunting as opposed to just traditional ransomware. I was stunned when the Colonial Pipeline CEO testified this week that his attack was based on single-factor authentication. Yeah. I mean, look, you got to go spend money, okay? You got to go spend money. Uh, you got to bring in... Uh, you got to bring in... Opta, you got to... I feel very safe now. You got to bring in, bring in occupational hazard. Bring in an Okta. You got to bring in Krauser. You got to bring in Palo Alto. You got to bring in Zscaler. You got to bring in all these companies just to be sure that the bad guys say, hey, listen, I'm going in for the guy who doesn't have any of this stuff. These, these guys have way too much. I'm going to go after the guys, the real clowns that haven't spent any money on it. And they, got, you know, they know. They know, David. They, they, They're very effective. This is not going to stop. We can't... Yeah. Uh, at any point, it's hard not to imagine. Not at all. And by the way, we don't know how many corporations have actually paid, and we're not aware of it at all. And I they mean, do you've got to imagine quite a few. But this idea that the FBI cracked it, yeah. cracked Bitcoin, does that make it mean that they do it in Ethereum, or does it but, mean that you know, they can get that too? We continue to run up against the issue of, uh, of co- corporations sharing um, with not just the government, but with each other, so that you can actually come up with best practices, understand what's going on, continue to hear from leaders that you need more and more of that. Right. Uh, and so how many, you know, will corporations now come forward and say we're the victim of a ransomware attack we paid? Uh, unclear. But well, that would be helpful, most likely, in terms of at least trying to deter this. Or do we make it so you uh, are prosecuted if you do pay, just as way you're not allowed to pay for kidnapping? That's the government rule. Now, uh, yesterday, Kurt said that won't stop it. Uh, I think that what could stop at least a part of this is that if we as a country went very aggressively against the nation states. Now, he's not talking about nation states doing this one, but we don't do anything. I mean, the Chinese come in, the Russians, the Russians have a thousand person company, a thousand person company going after us. I mean, they're taking resumes. I don't know. Well, the I want, they have no HR department in Russia. But. Uh, president's meeting with Putin in less than a week. How's that going to go? We're going we're gonna to find out. In fact, we're going to talk more about the president's trip, uh, meeting with Boris Johnson this morning. And we'll get Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. Don't go away. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. 
Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, a little less than eight minutes before we get started with an opening bell here on a Thursday. Restoration Hardware, or RH. Don't call this a store. Don't call it a store. Do not call it a store. In stores, plants die. All that in the conference call. Plants live in this place. David, it's restoration. It's RH Yachts. It's RH Outdoors, RH Rugs, RH Beach House. Gary Friedman, tour de force quarter, far better than expected. This is so trans. It's so... It is so far away from being a store. Um, it is just an experience. Now, he calls them galleries, but he does say he, he uses Frank Geary as a, uh, an example of what they're doing, which is great architecture. Uh, and I just found the conference call and his note so enlightening about what's going to happen. Barna, Bern, Bernard Arnault is mentioned. Yes. That's really his, uh, in many ways, his idol. I see. Some people think he's the world's richest man. One of the wealthiest men in the world, yes. He runs the country, doesn't he? He runs the country. He doesn't quite run France, but he's oh, no, got uh, a yeah, great France, deal of power. Great, great country. I've been there. It's a dynamite place. It is. Um, but he's saying that there's a roaring 20s aspect to this economy. And I think that's amazing. Uh, people should read this because he's talking about big-time spend. And remember, luxury is the only thing that really has more. Are they having any trouble in terms of securing goods and getting eh, stuff over here? But, and- mentioned, but eh, not as much as not. others. No, because it's really very specialized. Mm-hmm. Uh, luxury scale is something that really doesn't exist in this country, uh, except for at RH. And I just think it was a remarkable quarter. Everybody raises numbers. It's still very inexpensive. World domination is his plan. It's like pinky in the brain. You know, he wants to take over the world. So, up from here? Well, that's to the moon, YOLO. All right, I know. All right, sorry. It's going to, I think he can go much, much higher. And he has said this. They even, you know, cut down the debt. Gary bought a ton of stock. Uh, I can't even show you because it's like down here somewhere. Um, He bought a cut. So, you got denim and a new jet. Very good outfit. He bought stock right here, told everyone, came on Mad Money, said, I am buying stock. And then look at this. I mean, and not, by the way, this is not GameStop. He has a plan. He has a plan. He has a well, plan. he's been putting the plan into effect. Yeah. You see that? Yes, right. he has. Don't We're, forget, he's not from Australia. No. Like the new uh, like, GameStop right. Got it. person. Uh, Very We're going to take a break. We got an opening bell just a few minutes away. I think I'm going to keep this jacket on for Oh, you look, di- you look fabulous. Thank you. I was going to say you look dynamite, but this is the last thing it was going to be. That thing was TNT. Sitting next to you was like watching Wages of Fear. Welcome back to Squawk on the Street. Boeing's going to try to reclaim 251 at the open as we got this report that United uh, is in talks to buy as many as 100 Max Jets. The, the United Fleet Management this past couple weeks has been fascinating. Yes, it sure has. A great interview this morning with Phil LeBeau about all the things that United's doing. Uh, then, of course, uh, Andrew and Joe talk about how much debt they have, for heaven's sake. But look, this... I, I, my chapel trust owns Boeing. I don't think this is going to be a good quarter. I mean, they, they get these orders, but they need far more than orders. They need certification from China, and they're not certified. They get certification from China. That's when I think you start getting excited. And I saw that there was a little movement between our country and China last night, kind of a, not a rapprochement by any means, but maybe the suggestion that we could go back to being coopetition rather than just have something that amounts to just pure Cold War. But I thought the United thing was important for Boeing, but not still not enough. Still not enough to really move the needle here. Right. 
Uh, but it is a reflection of what they believe will be longstanding support in traffic. Yes, right. and uh, the Southwest Air was first, and you don't want to be the last guy because they're going to be able to raise prices eventually, probably get a good deal from Boeing. But I think it has much more to do with travel and the Roaring Twenties. I think that everyone's afraid of getting, in the airlines, afraid of getting caught not having enough planes for the great reopening, where people are going to start going to Europe very soon. There's going to be a rush of people. Hey, Scott Gottlieb, the fantastic doctor, he's willing to go to Europe. Well, Biden and Boris Johnson are going to be talking about that as well uh, later this morning it's uh, in terms of sort of a reopening for for regular travel, so to speak. I'm going to Italy. Countries. I'm going to go to Italy. My okay. daughter lives in Spain, but she's coming back. But she's my daughter lived in Madrid. That was a tough city to live in. Well, but yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of travel and it's going to get very hard to get reservations because they've all cut back. But they're going to, especially into Asia, but it's coming back. Yep. As the opening bell at the big board here, it's Zeta Global, a cloud-based marketing technology company celebrating its IPO at the NASDAQ, also celebrating an IPO Monday.com, maker of workplace management software. We'll have the co-CEO on TechCheck. You know, you're oh, talking about Europe. Uh, vaccines are important. Uh, apparently, the Times says you have until, if you work at Goldman, you have until noon today to tell your boss whether you've been vaccinated or not. And it's legal to ask. Well, I, it, well, here we get asked. Uh, I've always felt that that would happen, but it is a big violation. A lot of people feel it's just big violation of civil liberties. And uh, but Goldman, you work for Goldman, they ask you for a lot of things. Yeah, they want to know. Listen, Goldman has been very aggressive about trying to get people back in the office. Yes, David Solomon has been outspoken on this topic, as have a number of other senior leaders uh, in the financial services industry. Right, certainly. Uh, although there is some. A difference of opinion there. There are certain firms I know that are just not as aggressive in terms of trying to bring people back, but they certainly have been. I think there's been perhaps some disappointment in terms of some of, of how difficult it's been to get people back. Well, um, right, right. Now it may be that we're in the summer and that and that it's like why now? Can't we just wait till September? And a lot of businesses have done that. But how about Facebook? And then there's Facebook guys, which uh, put a memo out to employees called "Building the Future of Work Together." in which it says it's going to be opening up remote work to more people. And as of June 15th, all full-time employees in the company whose job can be done remotely are eligible to request full-time remote work. And in 2022, they say they're going to start to gradually expand opportunities for people to request full-time remote work across international borders and countries where it's feasible. So we talk a great deal about return to work, but there are certain corporations, and you would imagine it's because they're gauging the sentiment of their employee base, where they feel like it's in their interest to allow people to work from home oh, look forever. Look at Benioff, right? He may be the same. most vocal. Yeah, same. And he's worked mostly from Hawaii. Uh, As Zuck has. Yeah. They're both Hawaii guys. Isn't that something? Yeah, I would, I would be happy working remote, too. Wouldn't it be great? Off, if my office was in Maui. A lot of them. I mean, yeah, Michael Dell's been there. There's a lot of them out there in Hawaii. Yeah. Well, look, Zuckerberg's got a really good place in the Big Island. Why not? Yeah. Larry Ellison, obviously, has got his got own, own island. island. Uh, no man is an island was wrong. <laughs> Apparently they are. Right. But at the same time, you're, Facebook, which is also wants people to, if you're, if you're not going to be fully remote, then they want you in the office at least half the time. They haven't cut back on their leasing. Remember, it was back in August where they leased 730,000 square feet uptown from here. The Farley building, you know, uh, on the west side, right near Hudson Yards, that's a huge 
huge amount of space yeah, well, what, that they about, committed to in August. Well, how about the Salesforce Tower, the largest building in San Francisco? I mean, geez, so, they got the Ohana room up it, top. Is it going to be empty? I mean, what's going to go on in those Maybe buildings? Maybe lease them to other people. I don't know. I, I, I still think that Manhattan is surprisingly strong versus how many people and buildings are kind of a bit empty. Right. So, I, you know, it be interesting to see. Now, younger people who are in New York or in a major metropolitan area probably don't want to be home, I would think. If you're a programmer, maybe right. you, you but you know, it, it depends. Or if I, you're I'm a loner. Sure. I mean, this has been loner. one of the greatest times for introverts, <laughs> I guess. He said, he said looking right David square in the eye. <laughs> I am not. I'm, what I realized is that I you play like introvert on TV, but I am not. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Holy you know, cow. I, mean, I go out every single night. I thought this was you, the house I got a call time. last night. I was sitting on my couch, 630. They said, come on over, have a drink. I was like, done. <laughs> really? Here I am. Yeah. You just did it. I just did it. I'm impressed that's with the that. the beauty of New York. I'm impressed with that. Yep. That's, and was it at the Time Warner Center where you could shop and eat? No, it was, it was on Madison Avenue. Very well, nice. I got to hand it to you. Yeah. Uh, the Mark? Did you go to the Mark? No. I went I to, I went I to the Mark. I walked by there. there. The Mark is wide open for business. That place is busy. Yes, really busy. bring your checkbook because it's not cheap. Um, Have the other person more expensive now. Eating out. Oh, everything. Everything. Bring your Bitcoin because you're going to need a lot of it. $8 beers. Jim, uh, we got an S&P record high. Wow. And we got almost every Dow stock in the green. Why, Why in the face of a hotter than expected inflation number? Candidly, I think there were a lot of people who held back, wanted to see the hotter than inflation number, which they expected. And now they said, okay, now that's over with. Let's do some buying uh, because they've been on the sideline and they want to get in. I don't think that's actually unusual these days because there's still so much buying power out there. People want in and not just in meme stocks. They, they want energy stocks because oil's going up. They want they want health care stocks. That one I don't get at all but because they think that maybe rates will go back down. There's something for everybody. It is uh, kind of a. Uh, like, like zero mustel, something exciting, something something for everyone to see. Okay, yes, a, right. Uh, what you call it tonight? It's a funny uh, thing happened uh, on the way to a forum. Yeah. That's what a it feels like. Comedy tonight, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. comedy yeah. tonight. That's yeah. what it feels like. This Sondheim. comedy tonight. Zero mustel. Of course, who was blacklisted? I mean, whatever. Dude, it's blacklisted. Uh, Boeing By is the, way, the, it's the McCarthy. Okay. Uh, it's the anniversary of uh, Welsh and McCarthy today. Today? Yes. Have today. you no shame? Yes. Yes. Today. Stu. Yes. Stu. 1954. When Stu Symington walked out, I thought that was the end of that. Boeing is flying. I was going to say, Boeing's the, the number one Dow stock, followed by some oil. And I know you had thoughts on Keystone, uh, the news on Keystone and what that means for pipelines. Yeah, I think that we are in a position for the first time where it's not going to be the president making it tough for oil companies. It's the president and FERC, I think, will make it very tough to have pipelines. Pipelines are the answer to choke off drilling. Right now, we have a lot of pipelines. But if you don't have pipeline, you're not going to drill. You can't do it all by rail. Without a doubt. Although this pipeline was somewhat unique in that also what it was going to be transporting, right, was... Right, and Canadian crude, tar but sand oil, the worst bituminous create. Yes. You know, I mean, it, it no thank you. Okay, it's not right. So but it's not pipeline coming from the Permian. No, not at no. all. No, not one was, bit. Um, but you know, I happen to like uh, one OK. One Oak mm-hmm. is a very good stock to own. Um, I think Kinder Morgan's going to make a big comeback. KMI, not a you know, it's a C corp. Uh, I like. Um, 
I'll tell you, there's a lot of these. You might want to even be in MMP, which I have not recommended in ages. Uh, Magellan Midstream, which is 52-week high with a 7.8% yield and run by Mike Mears, who is a fantastic guy who knows the FERC better than anyone used to come on the show. Uh, a lot of these guys have kind of been in a fallout shelter for a while, but I keep continuing to say that Pioneer, Gary, uh, Scott, Scott Sheffield is a genius. Sheffield is a genius. Meanwhile, ExxonMobil's right at a, at a 52. Well, high. that's no longer. That's um, now a. That's, it's that, more than a double. I mean, from it, its low uh, of 30 uh, of 31. Well, that, Coming well, off, by the way, that I mean, you know, we, we talk about it a lot, but it was potentially a seminal moment where it, that we should talk about that more. One got those three it, it, three directors. I think they're going to make it official. I think as soon as tomorrow. But those people are against fossil um, fuel. Exxon. As we know from that great book about Rockefeller, that was actually founded on the concept of fossil fuels. Yes, it was. And then it stayed that way. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yes, exactly right. Oil City. Wow. You're in your game today. Oh, yeah, baby. Titan is a great, great book. Uh, But Exxon is an oil company with a board that looks like Greenpeace. That is overstating it, I believe. <laughs> yes. so? I think so. I think you went a little farther, just a teeny bit. Well, there's a group that wouldn't have liked the Exxon Valdez. Now, listen, it's going to be fascinating to watch the transition of the company and what Darren Wood's decision-making is at this point yeah. as he quicken things. Now, by the way, there is a strong school of thought out there that says this does not mean that any ESG... Uh, ballot initiative that is brought by an activist or anyone else is going to win because the three big index funds are always going to vote in favor of it. That's the question. Is that going to be the case? Because they've so much of their marketing now to new investors is wrapped up in an ESG sort of Are they talking cover. about that? Is that what people are talking yes. about? Uh, or was this more Exxon-specific than we really realized because so. of years of basically ignoring their investors? Right, but you see, I think Not what's happened... Mr. Woods has done that, but previous management certainly They have to. no choice. Look, I, when I said they were uh, uninvestable, it was because they really were just saying, hey, we don't care what you say. We're oil companies. Well, those days, days are over. Those days are so over. Now these companies are all trying to think of ways... I mean, look, there's guys who are saying they're going to use the extra methane to be able to run... Crypto, so crypto doesn't use so much energy. Uh, anything's possible. A lot possible. of data centers up in the down in the Permian yeah. or something. Well, there are you know people are anti-Cal too. Don't forget that. That's I know true. They are. Do you think eighty is now? I know you were skeptical on eighty as a target. It can look if you're going to make it so that there's no pipelines <laughs> and and there's strong demand. Hey, I don't know what Putin will say. Putin wants to not flood the world mm-hmm. with oil, but. I think that we're creating a situation in, its own, in our own country where oil is going higher. Just like when Trump said, listen, I want everyone drilled. That, was the, that just caused oil to fall through the floor. Now we've got a president that is, look, this, this is the beginning. I'm telling you, get in pipeline stocks because there had been a surfeit of pipelines and that will be over in the next couple of years. That's a big call I'm making. I, I'm, I'm aware that that is a big call. It's a big call. I mean, there's work behind that call, I know, because no, you have a lot of good sources in oil and gas. I do, and I've got to tell you, pipelines, if you, if you stop building them, the rest are going to make a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, on the, on the one hand, uh, you can imagine a viewer saying, well, the consumer household balance sheet's in trouble paying more for gas. But Signet shares, Jim. Up 16% oh, as Gina, they crush numbers and raise the guy. Gina Droso, she just sent me a fan. She's unbelievable. Now, here's another one of these CEOs nobody talks about they should be talking about. She is delivering numbers. By the way, Signet is doing good business in Omnichannel. I mean, she has turned these stores around. Uh, should I tell them what they are? I know what they are. What? Name one. 
Hey. Every kiss begins That's with favor. Nice job, Dave. Yes, absolutely. Right? Zales? Yeah. Yes, I got Piercing it. pagoda. You know what a piercing pagoda is? No. <laughs> it's it's, where it's you the get one in the middle pierced. of the... <laughs> piercing pagoda? Piercing pagoda's doing well. That sounds scary. It's doing well, the piercing No, I know. <laughs> but she's done it. She's coming on the three? <laughs> She's my guest. Uh, apparently, she's Sarah. I, I'll see. Guest. I gotta go see what this is oh about. My God. No, I'm not kidding. This isn't right. She's in the Eisenhower. I discovered her. She's from Georgia, University of Georgia's bulldog. All right. I, no, but it's um, close to a three or four year high. And it should today. be. And it used again. to be a pawn shop base. It used to be a, a Shylock. It was a merchant of Venice. And she remember what they did was they made all their money loaning to you. Now they make all their money selling jewelry. And she did it. She cleaned the company up, pays of brilliance, and she's brilliant, and she's great, and she's not coming on mad money. <laughs> and, you're, and so I'm not getting my stuff there. Sadness. Sadness just, now reigns. Well, I'm a competitive We've gone through a gamut yeah. of emotions not, this morning little, already, and we're only 41 minutes into I the just, show. I like to win. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. As we said, uh, S&P record high. Dow's up 270. 10-year, 1-5 again. Let's get to Rick. Yes, the again is the important salient word in that sentence. Again, uh, let's look at some charts of CPI, shall we? Year over year headline up 5%, and you see on that chart, takes us back to 08. Actually, the previous number of 4.2 took us back to 08. 08 was one of those big up CPI year over year years. And if you look at core, up 3.8, haven't been there since Jan of 92, as you see on the chart. Now, back to that. 10-year. Let's look at an intraday. Let's start that about 6 a.m. Eastern. You can clearly see, definitely we had some volatility at 8.30 Eastern when the data was being released. But as Joe said, as Druckenmiller has said, that the signals to the Treasury complex, indeed any sovereign, is hugely distorted due to policies of central banks. Even Christine Lagarde today at her central bank meeting said, whoa, hold the phone. It is way too early to stop this bond buying and bond buying distorts the signals of the market. So it is hard to tell what the Treasury complex thinks of today's numbers. But what we can tell you is that investors are going along with the Fed to some extent. They're not going to fight it. It has not been very profitable to fight it. Does that mean that they believe there is no inflation and it absolutely is transient? Not necessarily. They're just going along with the market till they see something that they can act upon that will make it through the clouds and through the smoke and actually get a signal out. And there will be those sessions of Treasury trades. Now, if we look at Another measurement of inflation that is being scrutinized these days, it's the break-even tenure, the comparison between a coupon 10 and TIPS, which is Treasury Inflation Protected Security. And that relationship in the 230s you see on this chart has been moving down. That's a month-to-date chart, a daily month-to-date chart. And at that point, it is now the lowest rate in two months, going back to April. So that's a good thing, but... Remember, there's distortions because tips really don't trade very aggressively. So that pricing point, you really you can't put a huge amount of faith in it, but the general trend has been a bit lower. And finally, I mentioned Christine Lagarde. Look at a two-day of the euro. Yes, it's off its worst lows, but definitely bond buying means, well, it means a weaker currency. Carl, Jim, David, back to you. 
All right, Rick, thank you very much. Uh, Rick Santelli, all sectors are green. Uh, you got the VIX back below 17. At this point, it is the largest gain for the Dow since May 14th. We're back in a moment. The online luxury marketplace First Dibs is set to go public on the Nasdaq today. Price five and a, a three-quarter million shares at about $20 apiece. Joining us now, first on CNBC, is David Rosenblatt. He is the CEO of First Dibs. And David, good to have you. Congrats on the IPO. Um, and let's get right to the business in the short time we have. You know, your growth rate in, uh, increased dramatically over, let's call it, the last year. I think you grew 16 percent from 2019 to 20. But, you know, March of 20 to March uh, uh, of 21, that quarter, up 43 percent. Can you sustain that kind of growth? Or was that perhaps more the result of people at home as a result of the pandemic who are now, you know, not on their computers as much? Yeah, listen, David, first of all, thank you very much for having me on the show. Um, I, you know, from my perspective, we certainly did benefit from work from home and COVID in general. On the other hand, uh, you know, I, I think it's pretty clear that COVID simply accelerated a long-term trend that was already in the midst of happening. Um, furthermore, you know, we're super early in the adoption cycle of this industry by digital. Uh, you know, we have a tiny percentage of the market which has begun to move. And secondly, when we look uh, at a more bottoms up, from a more bottoms up perspective, at the behavior of the customers we've added since the onset of COVID, those customers have demonstrated better engagement metrics than the cohorts of customers we added prior to COVID. So I think, as with many things that have to do with digital, the world is not becoming less digital, it's only becoming more digital. Yeah. All right. So for those people who are watching today who are new investors, obviously, in a public company, what are the metrics that you feel that are most important? Is it engagement? Is it average price? Is it having more and more sellers on the marketplace? Yeah, I mean, what we optimize for is growing GMV. We're hired by our sellers, essentially, to produce digital demand for them. Um, and so that's, you know, we're in the business of generating GMV. I think secondarily, we also focus on adding new customers uh, to benefit from this secular shift that I described. $387 million in GMV for the 12 months that ended uh, with the March quarter. David, what kind of growth rate can you point to here? Yeah, listen, I, again, I think we're super early in the conversion of this industry from offline to online. You know, we did roughly 345 million or so of GMV last year. We operate in a $129 billion industry. So I think we've got a very long road ahead of us and it's extremely early innings. That conversion digital has been accelerated by COVID. But again, as we see from the engagement metrics of those customers we've added since over the last 15 months, um, they're healthy, they're engaged, and we expect that to continue. Yeah. Uh, finally, David, you're no stranger to the capital markets in a way. Obviously, you sit on the boards of Twitter and IAC. I'm curious. I would assume you were approached to go public via SPAC, but you chose the traditional route. Why? So we evaluated both direct listings and SPACs. In the case of direct listings, it was important to us to be able to raise primary capital in addition to simply being public. And that uh, isn't possible right now. Uh, in terms of SPACs, we did take a look at it. We felt, though, that there were a lot of benefits associated with the traditional IPO process. Specifically, internally, we felt that we would benefit from the higher diligence requirements uh, of going public via IPO. And externally, we felt that the business and we would benefit from educating the buy side 
uh, and we've done that through hundreds of meetings over the past weeks and months. All right. Well, we look forward to following the progress of the company, David, and certainly appreciate the brief time we had with you this morning. Thank you. Thank you. We will get stopped trading with Jim in just a moment. Don't go away. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Bear Vistel. Wow, I love it. Out the door. Fantastic story. Okay, service now. Uh, McDermott did a great job in, in the last quarter, but people didn't think so. Now, Goldman goes to conviction buy. I think this is really, if you want to know the growth stock that has fallen that shouldn't have, it's service now. He's doing a great job. A lot of big deals are talking about and nice reset. I would buy it right here, yeah. right now. Uh, that's one of the one of the big calls today uh, yeah. that we've been watching. Yes. Um, what do you got tonight? Okay, I've got uh, Perkin Elmer, which does a lot. They're, you might have had the rapid fire tests for uh, PCRs. I have Matthew Boss talking about who really won, who's coming out, and then Chewy, Summit Singh. I just got some a really good collar for my dog for Marley from them. I love those guys. And remember, the co-founder of Chewy, but it's not at all involved with Chewy, is none other than... Ryan Cohen. There you go, Ryan Cohen. It reminds me of what, what Baird said today. Uh, games aren't dog food, and investors deserve more than memes to value companies' fundamental long-term prospects. I mean, it's Baird, but... No, it doesn't. That's pretty... I like that. That's strong. GameStop is down 11%. Good-o. He's good-o. All right. Well, there's waiting a long time then. Yeah, right. Yeah. Goodo's, you know, never really showed. No, he didn't. That was a terrible play. I mean, this. You didn't like it. No. Which one? Waiting for Goodo. Uh, yeah. Eh. Iceman cometh. Eh. <laughs> Iceman cometh was a good play. That's too long. It is very long. I actually saw it. Yeah, it was like seven hours. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Went on it was longer than the yeah. ring. Anyway, good one. Got yeah. Good work today. Yeah, we good got a show. lot done. Good show. Uh, I'll see you at the three. I'm interviewing yeah, Cigna. Cigna. See, oh, Are you going to hang around and, like, force, <laughs> force Sarah off the set? <laughs> no, I love, I love Sarah and Wilf. You kidding me? I think they're doing a great job stealing all our guests. That's, that's like, I love Sarah Stitch and Wilf. Stitch fixed the other day. Yeah, that Sarah was really cool. will not be showing up this hour. They've disappeared <laughs> suddenly. We'll see you then, Jim. You've been listening to The Opening Bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.